Uh, hello, and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. I'm Chris, and joining me today are... Uh, Ames O'Malley! Oh no. Katie McCormick. <laughs> Go home, Jakob, you're drunk. Oh, is it is it a day ending in Y? Aye. Get me some potatoes. Some wow. potatoes. Wow, Ames, that's racist. <laughs> I just like potatoes. <laughs> oh god. Somehow still less offensive to the Irish than Fair Haven. The second of the episodes we'll be discussing today on episode 297 Woo-hoo! of our podcast. Also the second most uh, uh, offensive to Irish episode of all of Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. No- nothing's yeah. more offensive than Up the Long Ladder. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, I truly yeah. thought that's where he was going with that. Honestly, I was like, yeah, you're right. It wasn't quite as bad as that one. And of course, this time they didn't even have Colomini standing nearby giving them the evil eye the whole time. I swear, they waited till Deep Space Nine was done so he'd be back across the Atlantic before they made this pile. Anyway, the two episodes are Pathfinder and Fair Haven. shit segue that was first up in pathfinder <laughs> you did it <laughs> first up in pathfinder reg barkley and all of his awkwardness and neuroses are back and oh, so gosh. is deanna troy and name dropping picard and the enterprise and spot and jordy nine and deep space nine and quick how many more references can we get is this an episode of lower decks it is but then the story actually starts and it turns out reg has has just regressed a lot. It's actually kind of sad. You can't regress if you never stopped in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> but he is like somehow he is back to first appearance Reg levels of anxious and weird and uncomfortable because he's left the Enterprise and it kind of broke him. And he's working on, on the Pathfinder project or Project Voyager. I'm not. I, I, think, I, guess they, it becomes... I think they change to a new project when they actually get. Uh, in touch. Yeah, yeah, Chris, the path, the Project Voyager begins with Barkley. That's right. That's right. So yeah, Pathfinder is an attempt to get in touch with Voyager since, you know, they, between the Doctor and the, the old array, you know, the, the Alpha Quadrant is aware Voyager's out there and alive. And Reg has this novel idea to create an artificial singularity to beam a transmission almost instantly across fucking an absurd amount of space. And his boss, who really, really wants him to fuck his, like, sister-in-law for some reason, is like, nah, I don't know about this, Reg. But then Reg presents his idea poorly to Admiral Paris, who's like, what a fucking weirdo. You know my son is on that ship, right? (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh... (laughs) Is this guy the best you've got to try to bring my son home? (laughs) ay ay ay. (laughs) And, you know, it it turns out, though, Reg actually is the best guy they've got, weirdly. Because, you know... The best weird guy they've got, weirdly. Yeah. In classic Star Trek fashion, even though he's kicked off the project for being a Fruit Loop, he just breaks <laughs> back in and it works. And they go, I guess we aren't going to throw you in jail now. Right. Um, <laughs> no, they still threw him in jail. <laughs> they made him talk to Troy. Yeah, yeah. No, they made Troy talk to him. I don't know what she did wrong. <laughs> um, we'll find out in Lower Decks or something. <laughs> But yeah, they they find out during the course of it, because I skipped over sort of the most important part of the episode, which is he has fallen in 
back into hollow addiction, but this time he's addicted to hanging out with Voyager, with everyone loving him in kind of the way I wish they had written people loving the EMH in his daydream episodes. Ooh, Because yes. it was less creepy and sexual. Yes. You didn't have any Wesley eating a pie, though. No, you that's that. true. They should have had Harry eating the pie. <laughs> that's the next episode. Mm. Ooh. Uh, gross. Is that, is that the summary? Yeah, why not? Sure, um, they did it. So I, I wanted to call something out here. So we meet Admiral Paris, and he seems like... A different actor than the one we saw well, before. Well, he's definitely a different actor, and like the actor they went with, not, he's a good actor, and I, I don't yeah. mind him, but he's got this sort of guileless quality to him where he just seems a little, I don't know. He seems like he's too damn nice to be the hard ass that... Uh, that Tom... That Tom him made him out to be. Well, that's you know, also that's Tom's bias. He's, he's in his grandparent in age. You that's know? probably what it is. He's softened up. Well, but, yeah, thinking but, he'd lost his son broke down some of those barriers. Well, so here's here's the thing about that. So here's here's the here's my headcanon here. So after Tom went to prison, Admiral Paris, he went off the went off the rails, disowned him destroyed every memory he had of him every childhood scribble every report card every photograph he owned of him so that way when he when you know he got recruited onto voyager and then disappeared he's like oh he find like he his heart grew three sizes that day and he's like man i really probably should remember tom and try to work to get him back and that's why he starts pathfinder and then when he was like huh i should probably put a photo of him on my desk at work so people will remember him but he already destroyed all the photos but fortunately somebody was like hey you might not have a picture of tom but i got this great photo of this dude nick lacarno who looks exactly like him i knew that's where you were going with that yeah i love too that it's not just a still from the episode but it's clearly from when he's in the dock <laughs> like it's not a happy time it's him in the like stand like i'm a fuck up that's him. You couldn't tell. Yeah. You couldn't see the swoops. So it could have been Tom. Mm, I mean, yes. it's it's not it's not it's actually pretty convenient from a pop prop master's perspective because it's like, huh, I need to get a younger picture of an actor and then I'm going to Photoshop their head onto a Starfleet uniform. Oh, but this Wait is, a this, is this is uh, this is McNeil. We actually have that already. <laughs> Didn't this happen once before in some like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, when Neelix was looking at the photo of his sister. But it was just a still oh. from like the 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 hallucination the he was having. Yeah, that was strange. And it was a bad picture because like she spent all those hallucinations like kind of sneering at him. So yeah. like there and wasn't just a picture. Lit. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a picture of her looking normal and happy. Uh, I do think they they missed an opportunity when at the very end Admiral Paris is actually talking to Voyager mm. and Tom is right there and Janeway says, "Yeah, Tom heard you." Like. One fucking line from Tom would bring tears to Thanks, Owen Paris's face. All he would have to say is, yeah, dad, I hear you. Like, that's it. Like, all you have to do is say, I'm here too, dad. Loud and, and, loud and clear, Admiral, dad. Admiral. Yes, <laughs> loud exactly. and clear, Admiral. <laughs> and then you have that emotional connection. You get to actually watch Mr. Paris have an emotion for the first time in his life. And I don't know. I feel like that would have been a big emotional beat that they just decided, eh. Fuck it. It was already pretty emotional, but I, I agree that that definitely would have been the tipping point. Like yeah. that would think, have been I think the... the implication was that he was speechless, you know, 
And for eh. Tom to be speechless is a relief. I See, mean, it, sweet. It felt like Tom wasn't speechless. It felt like to me that Janeway just wasn't allowing him to talk. <laughs> she runs a tight ship. Because she knew he was going to be like, Dad, she demoted me. I'm an ensign again. You'll never Yell talk to me now. And then and then Admiral Paris would say, oh, yeah, fuck, fuck it. You guys stay out in the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, speaking of which, I, I noticed uh, good attention to detail in the in Barclay's holograph uh, holod- holodeck program that, that Tom was still lieutenant in there. Was he? That's a yeah. nice, wow. Well, well he done, know. whoever did that. It was fun to see Barclay. the uh, terrible Maquis uh, costumes Civilian again. Civilian clothes, yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that. That was a nice stuff. touch. I was like, what the fuck are they wearing? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, because they wouldn't know back at Pathfinder Project what stuff has gone on in the meantime. They don't right. know what Neelix looks like. They don't know what Seven looks like. So they're just not in it. Well, they don't even know she exists, I think. No, when- they got in touch with her after she had joined. Yeah, because she was the one that discovered the the no oh, the array. Yeah, do we know how much? Yeah, do we know how much data they sent them at the time? Or? Some, but I'm sure not enough to like get Seven's personality in a hollow program. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I forgot they they. I was thinking they wouldn't have known about her at all, but I guess they would have. Yeah, but yeah, so like Chakotay and Bellana, they would know what they look like because they are known Maquis associates. They're on a, they're on a bunch of wanted posters. Yeah. yeah. They I still like think the, uh, they still still think Janeway is rocking the bun instead I was of about having to get, say that. Aha, that was, that was a fun detail too. Now I didn't catch. I don't know if any of you caught. Maybe it's online somewhere, and I just didn't notice either. So they give Tom back the pip because they wouldn't know that he got demoted. Mm-hmm. Was Tuvok still a lieutenant commander, or was is oh, he commander? I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they if we got a good enough close up shot of of his uniform. Yeah, because it's also I, I hard, hardest to tell those two apart from a yeah, look. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't notice it, but but I, I'm sure if they if they thought enough to do the pip for Tom, they probably got it right for Tuvok. Hmm. I felt like the EMH kind of was too much like new EMH, though. Yeah, that was one thing yeah. I thought he was too. Well, friendly. actually, though, that that they would know they met him because right. they met him. He's oh, the one that's that, right. He, yeah, so they actually good know point. him. No, nope. okay, you know so what? they actually did it perfectly. <laughs> wow, they really did do a good job with this. Because I, I had that thought too, but you're right that they actually, yeah, no, nailed it. Fuck. Yeah, and also all of these are kind of through the Barkley lens of everyone loves Barkley. Yes, mm. which, as I said during my deeply middling uh, summary, like <laughs> it was fine. I, like the way him and Balana interacted. I wish that had been how her and the EMH had interacted in his daydreams. Mm. She was just mm-hmm. impressed by his engineering prowess when he designed the photonic cannon or something not yeah. wanting to fuck him yep if you, uh, if you met a guy who had invented a photonic cannon you'd want to fuck him it's just it's not i don't make the rules but they are the rules <laughs> now here's the thing though as much as as it does seem like barkley has regressed to his first appearance he did he didn't have Bellana in a negligee saying True. i i am the, I'm goddess, the goddess of, of empathy of empathy yes i thought it was very kind of deanna to not bring that up hmm yeah, I was a little surprised. So, so getting on the Deanna stuff, because I know it's nice to see Marina Sirtis. Mm-hmm. I thought she did a, a well enough job, considering they usually don't give her much to do. No. And in this episode, I still wish they gave her something to do. I mean, she was being a more competent therapist than they used to write her as, so yes, that was impressive. I, I'd agree with that, but I also got lost in the timeline. And maybe you guys can help me with this, because we have this frame story of Troy goes to mi- visit Barkley. In seemingly her off time, but she's still in her uniform, question marks. Well, that's, you gotta blame Jellico for this. 
Yeah, I mean, she she now, she's now right. afraid to not wear her uniform. Exactly. I mean, Barclay's, she sleeps in that fucking thing. Barkley's hanging around his house in his uniform. They just, the costume department didn't feel like finding some civilian outfits. So here's my question then is, how long was she there? Because I got lost entirely at the very, very last line. Well, or one of the very last scenes, rather, of the episode is Barkley says, I couldn't have done it without you. And I'm like, wasn't is hasn't she only been here for an afternoon? She did no. say she was taking some leave at one point. She did, and him. I I'm lost. I have no yeah, so, idea so now. So basically, what the is. yeah. So so she shows up, and they have an afternoon chit chat, and that's where we get most of the episode. And it's sort of, it's Barkley telling the story, and then at the point where she's like, "I'm going to ask Captain Picard to give me a leave so I can hang out with you some more," because okay. that's realistic. And the frame story catches up with the and flashback then, and story. Th- right. And God then damn from it. that from that. that point it's all happening kind of in real time and uh, we see rats. Like when Bar like Barkley breaking into the building is after that. Okay. Yeah. I missed that. And you know what would have helped? If she'd been in different costumes on different fucking days. Yeah. Nope. So nope. the la- the last scene with her is like the next day or, or a couple days Kill later. Yeah, yeah. After they decide not to throw him in jail. Yeah. <sighs> they can still do it. Yeah, I imagine maybe they they puttered back to Earth for uh, repairs and debriefing following everything that happened in uh, Insurrection. Well, I don't, yeah, is that, I don't know how the timing lines up there. I, I looked that... it up because I was wondering, this This episode's from 99, Insurrection was 98. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, so maybe, maybe, yeah. Because so, yeah. the, Enter- the Enterprise did get kind of fucked up on that. Uh, no wonder her mission. boobs are much firmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, they dropped, they dropped a warp core on that... Uh, on that one, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, they did. That's right. But also, I thought, like, you, I thought you were going to say on her titties. Yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine though too, they had to get back to Earth because Starfleet. Oh Christ, we have an we have to have another evil admiral inquiry. Fuck's mm. sake! I feel like at this point they should just throw all their admirals into prison preemptively and call it a day. So I wonder when I wonder when Barkley got uh got axed from the Enterprise crew. So yeah, well, it, so, it sounds like he left. He was there during first contact. But yeah. so here, here's the other thing, though. He didn't leave the Enterprise to join Pathfinder. He left the Enterprise to help design the EMH, which the EMH seemed to have forgotten about when they were talking about Barkley at yeah, the end. Yeah, that was weird. Was that? Well, that's true. But I wonder, I'm wondering, because that was all part of like a malfunction, wasn't it? The But it didn't was. Get up, got, didn't get retained? Well, A, it didn't. Maybe it didn't get retained because there was that time when they may have reset the doctor's program and we're not really sure. When he had that, when he had that other mouth, when um, I guess he didn't get reset. No, I, Jesus Christ, I can't even remember. But no, the whole thing, the whole hallucination with Barkley in it that the doctor had wasn't real, right? Where he thought he was Zimmerman. So I wonder if Barkley was even how involved he actually was. Well, but I think see, because I'm... the Enterprise E had an EMH in First Contact. Yeah. And Barkley was on the Enterprise in First Contact. But I feel like wasn't his malfunction at least partly based on his actual records? Like, I think they even say in the episode, like, there actually was a Reg Barkley who worked on it. it like, honestly, giving Reg that cameo in First Contact really fucks up the timeline <laughs> badly. Unless, unless, like, maybe he got temporarily assigned but while they, between, maybe he was assigned there between the destruction of the Enterprise D and the... Yeah, I would. I would believe that it's yeah. like a Mr. Worf. What the hell are you doing here? I was just gonna say they Yay. did it with Worf. Why not Barkley? Exactly. But no, J- Jake's thing makes sense. You know, he had to be somewhere after the Enterprise D was destroyed. So 
And who knows? I, I could see him even being like, maybe I don't want to go back into space after all this. Space is scary. There are it a lot is. of Borgs out there. Yeah. But yeah, I did think it was funny that they didn't mention that at all. It's like, oh, mm. <laughs> the writers forgot he's been here before. Maybe they were stuck in the same loop of, does he remember this? Oh, fuck, we don't remember him. We don't want to look it up. <laughs> yeah. I say they got so much else right, I kind of feel like. Yeah, they were paying more attention to the yeah. pips. Yeah. But yeah, it was interesting with this one. Like, I feel like, and I, I again, I, I don't know how. It was interesting to see them treat Barkley as more of someone who actually, like, kind of has problems seriously instead of, isn't it funny how wacky this guy is? Hmm. Like, I feel like they were kind of trying to treat it a little more seriously. He actually, like, you know, he had outbursts. He was like, no, no, I, I'm fine, and this and that. that. That felt a little more realistic than a lot of the other attempts, where it's just like, oh, he's so <laughs> awkward and funny. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. I thought, I don't know, it was kind of... It, it was nice to see, uh, uh, you know, someone with with uh, some some neural atypicality being treated semi-human by a 90s TV show and not just as a punchline. Well, I mean, I feel I don't feel like like, yes, they Barkley is kind of a comic relief character uh, in that sense where he is kind of the bumbling fool sometimes. But I feel like whenever we see him, it's they try to subvert that as much as possible, even in TNG, like in uh, in his first appearance where like he's kind of set up as like, oh, fucking broccoli. God damn it. This guy. What a fucking dweeb. But then it turns out that he's competent. Uh, yeah. And it's just that he was socially, he's got social problems. And then yeah. I feel like in the other times that we've seen him, it, that like in the transporter episode, right? Like everyone's like, okay, broccoli, they're seeing ghosts in the transporter. And then it turns out he was fucking right. There yeah. were fucking people stuck in the transporter. Yeah. But also he's, you know, in this too, he was like probably shown his most... Like, you finally, it makes, he makes sense in Starfleet a little more now, because it's like, oh, wow, he thought of this thing that everyone else thought was completely daft, and it's actually just revolutionized communication. Right, uh, and the in, second they see it work, they're like, oh, yeah, Har Harkins, like, jumps on board immediately. I always knew you could do it, Reg. Fuck you, Harkins. Har Harkins is like, hmm, how can I mooch credit for this discovery? <laughs> Seriously. Like the, no. the, Harkins doesn't see that's another thing like they they set it up so that you think that Harkins like might be a bad guy or like not a bad guy but but like just an asshole boss but they but in this episode again they subvert that and like mm. he actually isn't he's actually a really good boss and he you know he's a, like a nice guy and he just like doesn't he he's concerned about Barkley and his health and he wants to set him up with his sister-in-law for some crazy that, reason that's weird that's like what Why? maybe he really hope? hates his sister-in-law <laughs> or hope is just like gail from bob's burgers and it's like maybe i can just foist her onto him oh, they could be no. crazy cat people together neelix is going to be the ring bearer when they in inevitably get married and that the is to kitty? say neelix neelix the cat not neelix I, neelix i loved neelix the cat he was, was so pretty and floofy i was gonna say i think i bet you when the emh was in the alpha quadrant doing that adventure with andy dick and he uh and he met starfleet when he's like oh let me tell you about all these people on our crew and he said okay we got Belana torres we got chakotay we got this borg lady seven of nine. Oh, and the cook is this guy neelix okay all right he's an alien all right tell, tell me what he looks like well he, he kind of looks like a cat a bit like a cat <laughs> person sort of and like and that was the description the only description that starfleet had so, no, so no. of course 
Broccoli was like, ah, got this cat, Neelix. Yeah, no, I'd say uh, Harkin's main thing is just a lack of imagination. Yeah. Well, I think he's he's in a weird position, too, because he's got he has to answer to the Admiral yeah, and Starfleet. Think, I think he's more cover your ass kind of guy than a than a Maybe, yeah. bad guy of any kind. So, yeah, no, he's not he's not a bad guy, but he's just like, you know, it's like, God, dude, like it, it, it's Starfleet resources aren't really a problem. Like, fucking what's the harm in giving it a punt? Yeah. Well, that's well, the thing. Like, he's... I didn't get the impression that it was uh, gonna cost you know millions of dollars to do it. I don't know why there are they would no just dollars. give it a shot. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it doesn't seem like there was anything stopping them. Like, why not just for shits and giggles? Because especially if you're doing it right there in front of the admiral, you maybe he's got a sister you can marry. See, we I don't can know. see it as. Whenever artificial singularities have come up in the past, there mm. has been some kind of catastrophe. Fair, fair. Like, so, yeah. like Reg goes through a whole list of all the things that he wants to do, and it's just the techiest of techno babble. And I understood none of what he said, except when artificial singularity popped up, I'm like, wow, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know. My, my impression was that, like, not that it was dangerous or would cause harm or, or cost money. I think it was more just like, why would we waste our time with this obviously harebrained idea that's not going to work? And they did. You're right. They also did try one of his harebrained ideas before, it sounds like, and it didn't work. Yeah. So it's like, so it's almost like, okay, before we take the time and effort to to get the, you know, this very expensive Midas array to do this, this crazy thing you want to do, why don't we do a proof of concept and see Mm. if, see if the, the, theory behind it is sound yeah you know what's yeah. actually just holodecked it for christ's sakes what's mm. actually perfect is uh jake and i are watching invader zim right now <laughs> nice and the very very first episode zim shows up and says where's my you know what what's my commission going to be what what, a, what am i getting tasked with doing and they just give him earth just to keep him busy i feel like that's barkley <laughs> mm. yeah to like, get I, out of our hair get the go away <laughs> i rewatched that episode very recently funny enough Yay! I have I have such a soft spot for Invader Zim. It's a delightfully odd show, but yeah, no, you know Barkley, man, they're gonna speak of him one day in the same breath as Alexander Graham Bell and Steve Jobs and Elon Musk, according to uh, Lorca. <laughs> Yikes! Gross. I was a little confused how on earth anyone at the Pathfinder Project can try to project where the Voyager is. I did have that issue. Considering they don't know, because the last time they spoke with them was the the Andy Dick episode. And in the meantime, we've done three huge jumps in yeah. Timeless, Dark Frontier, and just the other week in the Voyager conspiracy. Yeah. Like, they should be well beyond where they're trying to get in touch with them at. That's the one thing I couldn't think of a good explanation for, because I, I also was like, wait a minute, though, guys, they've they've done some hopping. Yeah. There's not there's not really an answer, except that they, it, we needed it for plot. Like, I feel like maybe that could have been part of the reason, you know, with the delay was like none of them had. That was the one thing they hadn't factored in. And maybe Reg just at the last minute is like, maybe they jumped and he just points it at places it shouldn't be, according to them. And then it's like, oh, found him. <laughs> yeah, he threw a dart randomly and hit him. I, uh. I'm sorry, a so ring. This, the scene oh. where they were, um chasing Barkley through the the holodeck yeah. version of Voyager was, was, was pretty great. good. I thought that, that was, was a lot of fun. That was the, amazing. Um, you might say it was a hollow pursuit. 
Hey. Yeah, I love that when they when they the security guys had to tell Harkins like, uh, sir, he's beating us with a video game. Yeah, and then Harkins just comes in and vaporizes Bellana. Yeah. Oh man, rude. I did like his solution though. It's like just set the ship to explode. That'll yeah. end the program either way. Yeah, points for but, having the the safeties on for once cuz when the Voyager folk are shooting at the the actual humans, yeah. nothing happens and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I'm, I'm going to have questions about the safety protocols next episode. That's I sure. have a very stupid answer next episode, so. Oh my Yay. god, I hate everything. Uh, the last yeah, so thing that... I wanted to bring up. So we got Marina Sirtis. Great, mm-hmm. great. She apparently took the gig before reading the episode, <laughs> as one does. And she says what she what, what she noticed was originally she didn't have a ton to do. She still doesn't have a ton to do. But once they actually signed her on, they just kept writing more Troy lines effectively. It's like, oh man, we actually did get Marina. Shit, give her, give her some lines. And she's pretty sure... Or at least this is what she says. There's no other uh, references to this I saw. But she says that there originally were some Mrs. Barkley lines that they just cut that character and gave the lines to Troy. Hmm. Mrs. Barkley. Yeah. I was going to say, like, they were hedging their bets and just being like, all right, if we can't get her, we're going to make it some generic counselor. <laughs> Maybe they were going to see if they could get Nicole DeBoer. <laughs> oh, no. That was a plan. Can't get her. Check on her. If not her, we'll make up a new counselor. But yeah, that, that end scene was uh, really well done, I thought. Uh, Mulgrew, you know, like, trying to keep it together because, you know, Captain Bridge in front of the crew, but you can see her welling up. And, like, I thought she struck a really good balance. It was definitely a feat of very excellent acting. Yeah. This is the scene where they're clinking champagne glasses and shit? No, sorry, no, on the right bridge when that. they're talking to Admiral oh, Paris. Oh, okay. Where she's just like... Where she's like, a uh, fucking abandoned ship? <laughs> We have 20 seconds. Abandon ship. You will not make it, honey. No. Uh, but yeah, I thought she did a good job of like, you know, getting all misty. But, you know, she can't she can't really break down because she's in front of the crew. Got to be got to be strong. But yeah, I thought she did a really good job there. Mm-hmm. They gave Troy one scoop of ice cream and it was huge. Yeah. And also it was cat food. Yum. Yes. I remember thinking, that's a weird color. Oh, because the cat has to eat it. So that is not chocolate ice cream. <laughs> That is tuna salad. Mm-hmm. Maybe Disgusting. that's just what Troy has liked all along. We just I'm never sure realized. Sure, a cat could be trained to lick ice cream. Well, well yeah, but your shouldn't. cat shouldn't probably. Yeah, chocolate's pretty bad. Yeah, for especially cats. not chocolate. Yeah, our cats well, love chocolate. The amount of don't chocolate in chocolate, chocolate ice cream. Maybe you don't. God damn it, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of chocolate in chocolate ice cream would not be harmful to most animals. Also, it's probably. replicated chocolate ice cream anyway. So yeah, it's made of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh god damn it, Holodex. But could a cat and replicators? But could a cat have a Guinness? We don't know because we somehow don't see one drinking one in Fairhaven. That's your segue. There was a really obvious Guinness sign at one point. I was like, really? I okay, sure, why not? But the cat. I don't know. I just fucking look. Fairhaven Cats love drinking dark stouts. Fairhaven does not deserve a good segue. Oh, I don't know. In Fairhaven, since the plot doesn't call for it, power isn't an issue. Until and it is. <laughs> is. Yeah, everyone is playing Tom's newest stupid game. <laughs> a recreation of a, like, 1910s-ish Irish village called Fairhaven. 
They're about to hit some kind of storm, so they create an inverse warp field to anchor themselves in place. They're gonna have to kill three whole days, so they just say, fuck it, let's turn the holodeck on 24-7. And take up holodeck too, so fuck you if you wanted to use that to not play... Yeah, play anything fucking else. Jesus Christ. Uh, while there, Janeway meets meets uh, Michael Sullivan, the bartender, and falls for him. Well, she um, falls for him after she changes yeah, his personality Let me entirely. rephrase that. She kind of becomes interested in him enough to go rewrite his personality, delete the wife. <laughs> Why would but Tom then, program him to have a wife in the first place? Because he didn't want to- I wanna blame f- Tom. <laughs> Well, I think it was meant to be, like, a friendly place, not a fucky place. Yeah, yeah, for once Tom Uh, wasn't being horny. Because he was kind of, like, giving, because he was kind of giving Harry shit for, like, wanting to fuck Maggie O'Hanrahan, or whatever her name was. Uh, O'Halloran. O'Hammerhead. Yeah. Um, Don't, don't, uh... Don't Don't fuck with her. Her pig, her pig farmer husband or whatever will fuck you up. Yeah. But yeah, so... She feels awkward about falling for this man she designed for herself because she realized it's a little weird because she can just make him whatever she wants him to be. Fuck doll. Yeah. And weirdly, of all people, the person who's like, no, no, this is fine, is the EMH. And it's like, (laughs) what? Yeah, I I kept thinking, like, there's going to be a discussion here instead of nothing. Just minutes of nothing. Yeah, and... Yeah, it's I don't know, he was kinda right. I mean she she doesn't who can she who can she fuck if not well, that a holodeck? Is right. Thing. Yes, but it will be Finish finish the synopsis and then we'll we'll have weird discussions on hollow consent. Yeah, so you know, then they, they are hit by the storm, which somehow breaks the program, and Tom right. is like, I'm gonna have to rebuild it. Let's figure out what to keep and it's like, of hey, it. Captain, Build do you want to keep thing. Do you wanna keep Michael? And she's like, I don't know. And then she goes and talks to him a bit because she broke his heart by disappearing on him. And she, yes, decides to keep him around, but does make it so she can't alter him anymore. Not that she reverts him to what he was, mind, but just that no more modifications. Well, no more personality modifications, I noticed. Oh, is that what she said? She does. She did say something about his like, I forget the exact phrasing she used. Remember thinking, huh? So you could still alter his hog if you wanted. Yeah, she's going to change the size and shape of his shillelagh, if you know what I mean. Oh, I wish I'd said that instead. Oh. Go ahead. Retake. No, no, you, no. you edit this thing. No, I'm giving you the credit. I want him to have a big Mirror Universe Sulu scar across half his face. Well, he's already got some, like, uh, some mild scarring around uh, one of his cheeks, actually. Oh, I didn't notice I that. Thought. So, yeah. I, I liked I, him better before she turned him into a weird... Fucking poetry, poetry reading yeah. bench sitter. I spent, what the fuck are we doing? I spent most of the episode trying to determine if this man is attractive or not. I thought he was all right. I couldn't tell. She I did. thought he was okay. I, I, I got to agree with her that the amount of stubble she put on him was better than the amount he'd initially had. I didn't notice the difference. It was slight, but it was there. So here's my question, because this, this is such a great pairing in one regard. One regard? Use some Barkley. In universe, right? Like, in if you're a person in the world of Star Trek, the line must be so fuzzy and dim about when it gets weird on a like, holodeck, like, like uncanny valley weird, or or no, for like when when is what you are doing on the holodeck? When does it become strange? To Hollow people? pursuits. 
when you, I was gonna say when you're when you're making uh, hollow people that you already know, the goddess of empathy, and but being like, a real fucking creep about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that I guess is obvious, but I feel like the line for this got weird should be way before. Like I feel like that is really far yeah. into weird town. But I'm just like it must be really tricky. Like where is the line? Because to me. Everything she was doing with Michael was already well into weird, but everyone seems fine with it. No, oh, I didn't think it was weird. What was well, weird? Come on. Remember, the hollow deck was d- created for fucking. Yeah, just because she's getting back to fucking, which was the original purpose, doesn't mean it's weird. I mean, here's the thing: we always joke about it, but I actually do think using the hollow deck to fuck is weird. Oh, well, dude, yeah, I would. I don't fuck, think so at all. I would fuck the ass off of everything in the holodeck, just like Chakotay. By the way, I loved that line. She, she's like, well, he's a hologram or whatever, and he's like, never let it stop me. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, Chakotay. Chakotay girl, girl chat was my favorite part of this episode. Well, let me. Rephrase I also it. enjoyed it. I guess I wouldn't necessarily think using the holodeck to fuck is weird, but I guess. It's kind no, of it's like too guys, late. You already said it. You guys were saying earlier. I guess what's weird to me here is like, this is clearly not a fuck program. Think anything is a fuck program if you try hard enough. I guess so. But I'm just like, what? What? Flotter gets it nightly. Oh, 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 what? oh. OK, but from whom? That oh, my God. Chicote. <laughs> oh, you wow. know, you know, there's like rule 34 flotter programs oh, in the computer oh, <laughs> why did i say that yeah it's wow. like uh, i always really liked how special and loved flotter made me feel Ooh. <laughs> um you know so i don't think that it's weird to fuck uh fuck people in the in the holiday even in like programs like this that are ostensibly like historical reenactment that I don't fucking know. Well, what actually, I feel like characters. this is the perfect place to do sex because yeah, well, it's not just, it's like the difference between, <laughs> between gonzo pornography, which is just, you know, a gangbang that starts from nowhere and ends from nowhere or one that has like some story to it. The story gives it the, gives it the panache. But let's be real here. Like Jane way has a history in the holodeck. No, she, I know she Lord has Burley. left a trail <gasps> of, of men in the holodeck, including Burley and Leonardo da Vinci. Wow. Ew, wow. No. I guess here's what it is then, I guess, what sort of... Dr. Chaotica. <laughs> like, I guess it's one thing. Everyone's like, yeah, fine, we fuck in the holodeck. But, like, she said she was falling for him. And it's like, is that How? when it gets weird? Like, here's wh- the thing. where is the line when people have a healthy relationship with the holodeck and an unhealthy relationship with the holodeck? It's- as soon as she started changing his personality, that's when it got weird. I don't even I don't know. Like, weird, why though. wouldn't you change it to make because it... that's like not realistic. It's, not, just, it's, it's, the it's supposed to be realistic. It's the fuck. Yeah, it's a fucking toy. Well, I guess what I mean is, is if she's in, if she likes him more than just as you know a fuck a fuck thing. Maybe that's where I'm a little not convinced by any of this episode. Is that I don't see Janeway doing that. Like, Janeway can tell real from fake, and this guy is the fakest fucker there is. Uh, well, like, being like, fair, only real Irish accent in the episode, I think. Oh, oh boy. Good for him. Yeah, I have to say, I, the, I don't know the actor's name, but the guy that played Seamus, who also oh played God. Bataille in uh, Inner Light. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. They couldn't, they couldn't have got a fucking Irishman to play that? Where's Colm? 
Yeah, seriously. Oh, that would have been great. They should have just had Colin pop Oh up. my God, that would have been fucking hysterical. I would have he, loved that if he, he showed up. He should have been Michael. Is Michael the one that was on the outs with his wife? No, Michael's no, the, no, main he was the main guy. <laughs> no, no. You no know, one can imagine fucking uh, O'Brien. That's that's not a thing. Not even exactly. Keiko. No, oh. even Keiko closes her eyes and thinks of, <laughs> I don't know, anybody sure. else. I'm pretty sure Colin Meany actually has kids. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's a very attractive man. Uh, yeah. So he was curious where... <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he is. <laughs> Here's the deal with this episode. Mm-hmm. There isn't a conflict, really, nope. because the conflict really. is, should Janeway fuck this man? And he's a fucking Sim character. It's like, like what, what are you saying? Like, change your personality, this, this, this. It's like, in The Sims, if I take somebody else into my, my household in The Sims... Then I can decide, okay, I can now choose any of your future traits. I can change your clothes however I want and your hair mm-hmm. however I want and turn you more into what, you know, is useful for my household. Yeah. You but can also you drown them in the fuck pool. that sim. <laughs> I mean, the sims it, fuck quite a lot. No, no, yeah. but you you particularly. Well, I've that's got an, a That's sim, an so add-on that's to the game. You gotta, yeah, that's you gotta where buy the, the... The hard-on add-on? Yeah, you gotta buy the... Where the metaphor the, doesn't work, but... But yeah, that that that's what I mean though. It must be so complicated in universe. Like, when is it just having some healthy fun, and then when is it you've got a problem? Ask Troy. Mm. Yeah. You know what I think is the different what what I think is the fucking weird part about this whole thing. I don't think going into the holodeck to fuck is weird. I think going into the holodeck when it's set to open access mode. Yeah. And you're like literally, I don't know, a few feet probably from other people. I was thinking that. Like, what happens when someone walks in on your fuck time on Mount whatever the fuck? Yeah, how big is this town? Yeah. Like, I was surprised. So they're they're having a jig. Why is no one else on Voyager invited to the jig? And then Janeway can say, delete all the other characters. And somehow there aren't still some Starfleet people who've been enjoying a very rollicking jig. (laughs) That would have been... I mean, I, I know they can't, but it would have been kind of funny if there's just one guy who's just suddenly his partner's gone. He's like, oh, sad <laughs> for that guy. Man, this had me think something, though. Like, in universe, again, you could you could totally have, like, hotels where every room is a little holodeck and your room could be whatever you fucking want. Nice. How cool would that be? That'd I don't know really why, cool. like, we don't see personal holodecks more. Like, why doesn't Barkley have his own personal holodeck at home? Expense. So, but what does that even mean in Star Trek? I assume right? they eat up a lot of power. That's the question, because every single other episode that we've talked about when we're like, why don't they like limit the holodeck? Why is the holodeck always working when power is failing everywhere else? All these freaking loopholes, because I think like the understanding is the holodeck is on a different power source than, say, replicators and shit. Yeah. And yet in this episode, they're like, drain power from the holodecks. It's like, all right, so we're doing this now. Sure. Well, that that came up in um, Samaritan Snare, too. Uh, oh, God, you're bringing that one up. Because Which one's that again? That's, that's the, the one with Lee. Ah. Oh, no. Uh, no, no, you're right. You're right. That is the Packless. I have Packless on the right. No, no, I'm thinking of. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> fuck. It's the other one where they get stuck in the energy field uh, from the ancient, the ancient war and it's draining their ship. Oh, is that the... It's the Leah Brahms episode. One? Leah Brahms. Like yeah, whatever. Booby Trap. That's yeah, what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, yeah, but they yeah they dealt with the same thing in Booby Trap because they're like, okay, the, this ancient 
weapon is leeching all of our power and in order to not die we need to shut everything down and Jordy's like but I need to leave the holodeck on because I need to bang Lee at Brahms for a while longer uh before we all die of radiation sickness and um so that so that he had to like override the power shutdown command so we it's pretty established I think that the holodeck just draws a shitload of power from yeah and it also probably needs like a fairly advanced computer that I imagine the average like apartment block doesn't have. Well, but Barkley's not like the average apartment owner. You know yeah, what I mean? He's also a scientist. Like, no, he's what the I mean kind is of guy like, that builds his own gaming PC from scratch. Well, what I mean though is it probably calls for a kind of computer that like doesn't just fit in your apartment. Like the the complex itself would need like a. So he's got a VR set. Yeah, he should have that. But yeah, I, yeah. It so again, it did seem weird to. I know we were kind of talking about that earlier, but like, I feel like the EMH of all people should understand there's between him and Michael Sullivan. Yeah, and that's where I, I, I would almost expect for EMH. You know, this is this was after Michael had his tantrum in the bar, like a little boy. And obviously, like, is a little bit pushing past his programming because Tom even says, like, I didn't program him to drink a bartender who doesn't drink an Irishman who doesn't drink. Weird, Tom. All right. Uh, But I almost wanted it to be like, maybe Michael is more than just a program. Maybe the EMH would advocate for maybe you give him a little bit more power and control, the ability to consent, all this shit. But then, nope, the EMH is just like, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Fuck whoever you want, Janeway. In terms of the drinking thing, though, I kind of just assumed that was because Janeway fucked with his programming so much. Yeah, that's yeah, what she I thought, did. too. But she, Tom's, yeah. Tom is the one that said it. Oh, you know, yeah, no, So she fucked with the program and Make him more complicated. It. Like, yeah. I'm not sure why she would make him a drunk, but like... Well, she, she said she was, make him a complicated character. Yeah, she was too vague. And he did mention that he hadn't touched a drop in 15 years at that point, so... Ah. And then he started calling down the Lord for breaking his heart. What I was confused about is after Janeway fucked with his program, did she like also reset him or something? Because it's he seemed didn't like know her. Yeah, he didn't know her when she came in after that, and he was reading poetry by the train. See, I couldn't yeah. tell if he didn't know her or not because it wasn't a "hello, nice to meet you." It was a just starting having a conversation. So there wasn't there was neither recognition nor. The, the like first meeting somebody kind of moment it just mm. happened i yeah. would have i would have forgiven a moment's hesitation since she was dressed differently but i also feel like he took he he's like yeah let's go up to the mountain right now awfully quickly if he like didn't know her so i don't That's know true yeah i don't know well she, she did she add, programmed she, him to make him easy yeah i was gonna say she put <laughs> dtf in in his uh <laughs> in his hollow matrix so i will say i mostly hated this but um, I thought just it was nothing. It was such a nothing episode. Oh, it yeah. was nothing, and I loved it. It was bubble gum. It was bubble gum, <laughs> and I loved every the second one of it. Thing I will say is Harry looks good in an old timey suit and boater. Ah, Harry looks good in everything. Yeah, Harry, Harry was very cute. I also like. I think the other one thing that I particularly did like is that Seven just fucking owns at rings, <laughs> that and I good. said, "Fuck yeah." <laughs> Oh yeah, so you said you had an explanation for the safety protocol. Oh no, in this, this is one? this is a this is a half-assed explanation from me. Oh okay, what is it? Uh, rem- uh, set it up again. What were we talking about? 
So the fact that apparently they can have a big old bar brawl and get really fucked up and the safety protocols didn't kick in. Uh, yeah, it's all Paris hit everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I can imagine in a big in a big scuffle like that. You don't know who's who. Everyone's dressed yeah. like Ireland. Like Ireland. Or Barkley was there and he just started swinging fists and he's so fucking useless at everything but being a big nerd that he decks everybody by mistake. Yeah. I would just I would love to see like the safety protocols actually kick in. So like during the fight they're all fighting and then like all the hollow people's hands just turn to nerf foam. <laughs> And don't actually cause any issue. You know, someone gets thrown into a table, but right before they hit, it becomes rubber. It's like a pillow. Yeah. Wee. See, see, here's the thing, though. I do think, I think that the safety protocols, maybe they have different tunings that you can do. Like, disabling the safety protocols is a very bad idea, but you can also turn them down for, like, more realism. Yeah, so you want to like, feel yeah. it when you get slapped in the face. Yeah, you, I don't want to be able to get killed in here. I don't want, I, I don't want bullets to work, but... Yeah, well, you know, I want I want it to be at least if I have a fight with somebody, I want to know I was in a fight. Well, you know what it is too is Tom had never intended for fights to happen in this one, so he was like, "I'm gonna turn down the safety protocols so the processing power can be used for a nicer shade of green in the grass." Yeah. The one thing I w- the one thing that really surprised me because I've been to Ireland and not I've clean been, enough. I've been to little towns like this and. I have to say that looked nothing like Ireland. If anything, that looked like World War Two, France. I was going to ask, was that the same square from fucking? It had to be. Oh, probably. It looked same like it, I'm lot. sure. I'm sure it's just a back lot that they have because it looked exactly the same as the Killing Game. Okay, here's here's what? my question then, because I'm confused why Tom really, really wanted to put all this effort into creating creating an Irish village when there's literally anything else that would be funner than that sorry ireland uh i know fuller has claimed that alternate settings that they were considering were quote a futuristic aircraft carrier an agatha christie type drawing room a haunted castle or a movie studio but what that what do you guys think would be a better setting that would have that could maybe lift this episode up I don't know about better setting, but of the four things you just listed... Haunted Castle. Haunted Castle. Three of them sound like something Tom would have made. What's uh, the other the, one? The Haunted castle, castle, the drawing room, or the Hollywood thing. Okay, I don't know. I the, think he would make an aircraft, aircraft carrier. carrier. I, I think any of these feel more Tom than Irish. Someplace the, where he could fuck a shuttle. <laughs> okay, a futuristic one seems weird. Like, if he had recreated a World War II one, I'd be like, of course he fucking did. Mm. But, like... Yeah, it seems really weird for Tom to have made a 19, like a a Georgian Irish village. That and for felt... everyone to love it. Yeah, like, I guess if you consider he also did make Sandrine's. Mm-hmm, and the Paxaw Resort. As we... Paxaw makes perfect fucking sense. That was a place <laughs> for fucking and waterboarding. Um, not wow. waterboarding. Jesus, not waterboarding. Wow. Um, Surfing? Boogie boarding. Paddleboarding? Waterboarding. Boogie, boogie waterboarding. Boogie boarding. What the fuck's the difference? What kind of huh? resort do you go to, Chris? Um, Don't ask. You're better off not knowing. But yeah, like, I, it does seem, a, even with Sandrine's, I don't know, it's still, because Sandrine's was loosely based off a place he used to actually bum around in. So, like, yeah. I, I, it does seem like they mostly were just like, this is a thing that it makes sense for Janeway to like. That That's the thing, yeah. This is but, a Janeway program and not really but a Janeway Tom program. Janeway doesn't make programs, so Tom has to be the one to make it. 
Except she does because well, she's like Lord Burley and and Leonardo. I always assumed Lord Burley was a preloaded yeah, like Hollow novel or something. So did I. Mm. Well, and why I, did this have to be a custom program? Why couldn't it just be like Tom oh, is a we, fucking nerd? I know, yeah. but it, but if they they could have just made it like Janeway started playing this, this Irish novel. Well, because she had to be able to bump into other people to make it yeah. awkward that she was fucking a uh, hologram. Mm. And I don't know why I said it like that. Hologram. And, yeah, everyone else had to know about it. So it, we still haven't really. Go ahead. Sorry. It, it's a, just a case of like all the stuff involved. Like a, a lot of the stuff that happened happened so the story could happen the way it did, not because it makes sense from a character perspective. You know, of all of the holodeck episodes of Star Trek that are out there, why have they never done a holodeck version of Clue? Where oh it's just God. where it's just the crew gets they're like, let's have a fun game night in the holodeck and do a murder mystery, and then it breaks down and goes bad. There's and the yeah, tiniest well, touch of that in that prodigy episode, I think. A little, yeah. Yeah. When you but said that Agatha- great. Agatha Christie drawing room, my first thought was I would love to see Star Trek characters trying to solve an Agatha, especially if, like, even if it doesn't break, it doesn't even have to break, because all it has to be is, like, they don't know how to deal with not being able to use their usual shit to yeah, figure it out. Like tricorder, oh, this guy did it. Yeah, they actually have to, like, you know, there's actually, it's fun, there's an episode of Columbo where he's on a cruise ship, and a crime happens, and he doesn't have access to a crime lab. So he's got to kind of like improvise. Like at one point he gets a fingerprint by using like flour and some scotch tape and shit. <laughs> um, but no computer to run it in though. Yeah. Yeah. But he like to hold up everyone's fingerprint themselves, like in front of his face. Like, uh huh. Uh huh. No, not you. But yeah, like, <laughs> it's, 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 you don't even have to have it malfunction. It could just be like, shit, we we're stuck with. What is it? Spock says fucking stone knives and bear skins. Yeah. Trying to solve this mystery. That'd be a good fucking episode. Write it. Write it for fanfic week. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. I just actually want it. Do it. See, I don't have a holodex in Strange New Worlds. They'd have uh. to they'd have to tamp down Anson Mount's hair so he could wear a hat. That would be a waste. <laughs> or they just get a really small one that sits on the peak. Like a visor. They can get him well, a visor. That would be adorable. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess we we did have Data always playing his Sherlock Holmes. Uh, yeah, but we never actually got adventures. to see it like done proper, you know. Well, that's because he he figured them all out because he knew all the stories. That's how we ended up with Moriarty. Oh, how much did you guys like the EMH hamming it up as the priest? That was oh, fun. That it's was a, pretty good. It's pretty much give, give give Picardo a chance to ham, and it's usually a good time. Yeah, I like that. I like the hamming. I did think it was weird that he was still wearing the priest outfit outside of the holodeck because you would think that since all of his clothes are just yeah hmm. holodeck anyway, he could just like will himself back into his uniform instantly. So have, having him wandering about the ship dressed as a priest was uh, was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, final question, because I, I was really expecting them to go a different route with this. And that's that we see Tuvok getting a kind of weird Vulcan oh, space sick. Yeah. And I kept thinking, oh, this is going to be his Ponfar day because he's b- probably due, guys. He's got to be due soon. But then it was just indicative of, oh, we're in the storm. Yeah, like I was waiting for Why? that to be a bigger thing, but it really just happened so we could have a 
in the world's biggest scare quotes comedy scene where he has to barf. Oh, <laughs> that was very funny. I hate blood that pudding, so the ocean. Like, yeah, it was dumb. A, a Vulcan. I don't care how ill a Vulcan already is. They're not going to be made sick by thinking about things. And let's be real. Tuvok is the illest Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, I think they just they, they just forgot like, oh, Tuvok wouldn't like Fairhaven. He wouldn't give a shit about going to Fairhaven. And we want Tim Russ in the episode. Uh, find something for him to do. <laughs> find him oh. a bucket to barf in. So here's something I thought was a bit silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also feels like, of course they would fucking do this. Like, it feels silly, but also feels like, no, that's how they would do it. Janeway recycles those little poetry books in the mm -hmm. replicator. Which up until that point, I didn't realize they weren't just real books. So that means the replicator made books that looked old. Yeah. Wait, so I imagine the, I imagine the, the, the replicator, you could make have it make you like holodeck souvenirs. Mm. Yeah, I'm wondering if those are books Michael gave her in the holodeck. And because she needed to take them out of the holodeck, they, they were replicated, replicated not books. just, yeah. yeah. That, uh, and that way they still fit in the setting. Yeah, that would make sense. But again, it also just feels like something those Star Trek weirdos would do because they love old shit. <laughs> also true. Those Star Com Trek weirdos. Computer. Book. Make old. it look old. Yeah. Book. Yeah. Hot. <laughs> oh, speaking of feeling old, uh, this is our first episode that's hit the 2000 mark. Ooh. We are in, uh, this is January 12th, 2000. Oh, what a shit. Way, what a way to ring in the new millennium with uh, a rather boring show. Uh, the real millennium's 2001, Jake. <laughs> we, covered, <laughs> we covered this in 1159, the greatest episode of Star Trek ever. Ugh. Ah, yes. The second most boring episode we've seen. Well, it, I was going to say, at least I liked the romance in this a little better. That's true. Hmm. I don't know if I liked the romance better, but I certainly, I mean, again, I did not like this one, but I definitely would rather watch this again than 1159. I have to say, I feel, I don't know what it is, but they, it's like every time they try to do a romance with Janeway. Is it because she's the captain and therefore I, I she can't know. really fuck her subordinates? Well, I feel like she has the most chemistry probably with Chakotay of anybody. Mm -hmm. but, but she can't fuck him. It can't fuck him, and I also don't know if I need them to fuck I also, well, the thing, I don't feel like their chemistry is fuck chemistry. No. Like, I, I believe they're buddies. The pro I mean, the problem is I feel like some of the best chemistry ha she had was with the guy that turned out to be playing her, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, they were great together. Yeah, I loved that. They were, they were. But yeah, like, I, I don't like her holodeck relationships. But Lord Burley was a pill. I didn't, you know, not even though it's not technically Janeway, I did not care for... For fucking uh, eleven fifty nine, Janeway guy. Henry Janeway is history's greatest monster. Yeah, that is um, saying a lot. And, uh, Maybe they can find her a haunted diary like they had for Bev. <gasps> yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Maybe I mean, they can just give. In fact, they could just give her Bev's grandmother's haunted diary. Mm. It'd be a little less weird since it, you know, wouldn't be her grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying? Sorry. I mean, it is weird because you know what the EMH does say is like, there's yeah. no one for you to fuck. Harry, Harry can fuck the Delaney sisters. Tom can fuck Torres or the Delaney sisters. Everybody else, you know, they can do whatever because they're just crew members. You can't fuck anybody because you're the captain. Really, technically, Chakotay probably shouldn't either. Mm. Like, second command, it's similarly like, eh, 
is a bit dodgy. What is a girl to do? See, and the other, and like other captains, they just fucked other Starfleet people. Yeah. Not on their ship. Yeah, yeah. But she doesn't have that luxury because there, there's no other Starfleet ships with her. No, well, can't, here's the can't thing, though. Fuck a jag like Kirk did. I guess technically that rule probably only applies to Starfleet personnel. So she could fuck Neelix. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Give him a little tug on the old whiskers, eh? And then he could pay her back. By tugging on her whiskers? Yeah. Oh, weird. I guess I'm trying to make a pubic hair joke. It's not. Oh, funny. oh, the the lower whiskers. Jesus <laughs> <This is> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the the under whisker, if you will, <laughs> whisker. I hardly know her. Damn anyway. it! I was about to say that. Uh, well, you got to be pretty quick around here. <laughs> oh well, let's slow things down then and move on to our blogtivity. Woo! Woo! Don't have to be pretty quick for this one because we're we're jumping back in. So a couple seasons ago, it was whenever we first saw Sulu, and we were all so so tickled to see uh, George Takei mm. that we did some TOS centered uh, blogtivities. But this week we saw Barkley and and uh, Troy and had a whole bunch of references to TNG related stuff. So we're going to do some TNG related blog activities for the next couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, our first one will be the same one that we did as our first one for the TOS ones, which is who are y'all's favorite side characters from all of TNG? And there are a lot of them, but I actually realized I whittled it down very quickly. <laughs> So when you introduced this concept to us, my first thought. Yeah. And I, I know I mentioned to you that like, oh, I, I don't know, because I know, spoiler alert, we're going to do villains at some point. But while I, I don't know if he's a top villain, so he may not appear on both lists. Oh, no. But my first thought was burling off Rasmussen. Of course. It oh, was. Fuck, yeah. I thought you were going to say the crystalline entity. <laughs> nope. Nope. Burling off Rasmussen. A fucking weird con man douchebag who's from the past and pretends to be from the future so he can go back to the past and sell future things. And he's one of your favorite? He uh, must. Honestly, because when, when, when Ames said favorite TNG side people, boom, right in my head. Wow. Wow. That I don't remember you. I remember me. you not caring for that episode too much. I, I don't remember, but I love I love him as a concept. Yeah. He's so ridiculous. I kind of wish he'd popped up again. Like, obviously, he'd need to have a new con because they know his game, but... And you did write about him for your fanfic. That's Links true. Below. I, I, I did. Uh, again, I don't remember what I thought of the episode, but I like the idea of him. He's yeah. great. You do like a good con, man. I know you put mud on your lists last time we did these. Yeah, no, mud's the best. Um... <laughs> Who else so yeah, is on him, your list, Chris? Uh, well, old Reggie boy. Really? Oh, good. Which made Someone me re- likes like, him. Yeah, watch the episode. I was like, oh, this is why this is why we're doing this. Okay. And yeah, no, Reg, I'm a fucking, I mean, he's a little more awkward now as an adult. He was like, oh, everything about Reg is slightly uncomfortable. But when I was younger, like, I loved when Reg showed up. I still do. But I can recognize that, oh, parts of him have not aged great. But without a doubt, the best only couple appearances TNG character is everyone's favorite Klingon, Kalar. Oh, yes. Alexander's good parent. <laughs> oh, diss. Diss to war. Easy. Easy to diss that guy. Yep. That's a good choice. Thank good you. choices, Chris. Who wants to go next? Jake oh, does. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was, having, I was having some trouble trying to think of specific people that I really liked. So I'll just start it off and just say that, yes, Kalar is right on there. Absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, after Kalar, I was like, who who can I go with? And 
This one, I, I came up with a backup one in case this one's not acceptable, but I'm going to defend it because they were always credited as a special guest appearance, and that is Dr. Pulaski. Ooh, that's a good choice. I'll, I'll, I'll give allow it to Dr. Pulaski. Holy shit, is Dr. Pulaski on the fucking... I didn't even think of she, Dr. She's Pulaski. She's one season, so I'll give it to you. She's one season, and like she's never in the main, in like the main cast. She's always credited as like, and special guest appearance by Diana Maldar. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Okay, cool. Yeah, so Kalar, Pulaski, and then for my last one, I actually did think of Rasmussen, but I, and I wasn't, but I'm not going to listen. And like, I had that thought. I'm like, oh yeah, Rasmussen, and I think it might just be because he's such a memorable, he is character, he's very memorable. But no, I'm I was going to go with Admiral Jirac. That's a good the, one the, from I the like Defector. Him. He's oh, the uh, he's he's good. Yeah, yeah. He he's you know well a well acted character and just like such a. And a good man, but done done poorly by by circumstances. Yeah. He was. I liked him. I know he was also on your best Romulans list for good for good reason. Yeah. Uh does does adding Pulaski to the mix uh change your list, Caitlin? Oh yeah, one hundred and ten percent. It's it's now she is all three. <laughs> <laughs> Just Pulaski's all the way down. All right. Well, you're considering then. Let me. Let oh me no! Know. I mean, I I know. Are you good? All right. Great. I have my answers. Give it to me. Give it to me. Well, three Pulaskis. So, uh, so definitely Pulaski. I also have to agree with Kalar because she is the best, and I kind of want to say Jellico. Yeah. Because yeah, he's fucking ridiculous, and I just really, I just really enjoy him. I do enjoy no, him. No, like no I don't. Well, okay, so I thought about Luwaxana, but, oh, no, wait, Half-Life. You know what? I'll save Jellico for the villains. <laughs> I'll save Jellico for the villains. I'll save Luwaxana. I was about to be like, yeah, but Luwaxana was shit on TNG. And then I was like, wait a minute. No, only the first half. No, so, yeah, you're right. got good. You're right. Luwaxana and Kalar and Pulaski. Good, good That's trio. It. I love all them. This is going to be hilarious because, uh, like with our Klingon discussion, links below. Check all this out on our Tumblr if you have it, by the way. SSHBpodcast.com. Kalar is sweeping our lists as she often does. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah, because Kalar was just the obvious answer for what automatically goes on my list. My other two, I have another pretty obvious answer, and that is Hugh. Mm-hmm. I considered Hugh. Who yeah, I, I yeah, who I just like an awful until lot. Pulaski showed up. Hugh was on the list. <laughs> I was I, I, I ha- he was he was basically what I was going to put if I didn't do Pulaski. But mm. at the last minute, I was like, you know what? Fuck Hugh. <laughs> Fuck Hugh. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to go what a, slightly, good joke. a slightly different way than Luwaxana Troy, but in the same vein, and that's uh, Doctor Timison. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. that again? That's the guy was from Half a Life. Yeah. Oh, oh, is that her boyfriend? Yeah, yep. yeah. The yep. guy, the guy who gave Luoxana a fucking character arc. See, it's Yay. funny because, like, I only thought of Luoxana as we were sitting here, and I was just like, because I sort of didn't think of her as a side character, even though she appears all of four or five times. Like, in, I just, in our heart, she, we know she's the real star. <laughs> yes. Also, because her arc kind of continues into DS Nine, so I just I. She's kind of in her own category in my head, which is why I didn't consider her. Yeah, I feel like you could put O'Brien on the TNG list if you wanted to. I had a similar thought. I was like, he's almost a side character, but all the interesting stuff, well, most of the interesting stuff with him happens in DS9. Yeah, fair. 
Yeah, but I also no. Like, come on, really... we get to watch him marry Keiko and not know why. Oh. In uh... oh, I fucked up. What? <laughs> Nobody said Ensign Row. Oh, I I like my I I like my picks too much to include an ensign row. Yeah, see that's the yeah, thing. I think too. three was too few because I like like I, I'm already like I'm already regretting ones I didn't include. Oh, I would have put spot on the list. <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking Sarek, right? Oh yeah, one of the best episodes. Uh, uh, but, but also, also uh, like if if we're talking about ep- uh, characters who are like special guests and shit, wouldn't Guinan technically count as a side character? Oh, that's yeah. a good point. Technically. Yeah. Sorry, Chris, I completely jumped I'm, all over your lines. No, it's okay. I'm almost surprised Jake didn't say Q. Well, mm. I think of Q as being, if not an out-and-out villain, certainly like an antagonist. Yeah, well, we'll see next week, because we do, we're doing this again with villains next week. A couple more honorable mentions, because yeah, three, three seems like, three was hard because there's so much TNG. Yeah. To just pick three people. Like, I know when we did TOS, we did three people, but... TOS also has half the episodes. Uh, so a couple quick shout-outs. Uh, Dathan, Commander Dathan. Yeah. Spot. Starmark and Jalad, right? Yeah, he's the yeah. Tamarian friend. I also want to give a big shout-out to Hutch. Oh, you know, Hutch. Hutch. for our boy Hutch. I forgot about Hutch. Rip Hutch. <laughs> I don't remember Hutch. He was the, he was the, uh, the, the commander of the place where they were doing the Baryon sweep, and, he, and when... Uh, Picard had to go get his saddle and fight not okay, Vulcan Tuvok. Let, let me let me say what Caitlin will remember. He is the guy who loves small talk, and then Data tried to out small talk him. Oh yeah, yes. that guy. Yeah, from the Die Hard on the Enterprise. That's episode. a funny one. What about um Bev's uh Bev's Trill boyfriend? Oh, Odan. I oh, liked when him they, when they didn't know what the Trill were going to be yet. Yeah, but I, I just really know. liked him. I it was nice like... to see Bev getting some from not a creepy ghost that fucked her aunt, grandmother as well. well I, I feel like she shouldn't have that. fucked him when he was in Riker's body. That seems no. wrong. Riker also fucked Roe when neither of them knew who they were. That was hot, um, though. That's classic <laughs> Riker behavior. Uh, speaking of getting some, uh, what about uh, B.B. Newworth's character yeah. from uh, First Contact? <laughs> 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 uh, you know, I actually put in my list of list of people who won't make it, but I'll put them on the list anyway. Marista Yale, who was the scientist in First Contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was mm-hmm. good. Just because I felt like from this society of backwards weirdos who wanted to like dissect Riker and all this shit, she was one that was like, but science, please, can we have some science? And I liked that about her. Yeah. And my last honorable mention, of course, is uh, Juliana Tainer, Data's mom. Yep. Mm, yeah, I love she was her. great. There good characters in there. Yeah, there's some good ones. I feel like it's <laughs> going to be fucking impossible when we do this for Deep Space Nine. What, uh, what about uh, Noonie and Sung? <laughs> yay! Yeah. Such an interesting actor. I wish we saw more of that guy. Uh, <laughs> and that lore fella there. They had that scene together. It was great. No, that's a that's a villain. That's next week. Actually, I think I think another good one in the spirit of uh, the 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 doctor from um, First Contact is Nuria from Who Watches the Watchers. Okay, she was the the village leader who. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And the other woman that Picard showed her planet from orbit. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. something about women who Picard shows their planets from orbit. Lily he, Sloan. Yeah, <laughs> he just keeps doing this. He's, also he's like, a good character. It, it worked once; it'll work again. Yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of a sure thing. <laughs> oh God! Uh, if Picard season three doesn't have him showing a woman a planet from orbit, 
I'm done. <laughs> I'll never watch another season of Picard. Yeah. Hey. We sh- we should be so lucky. Aw. Well, this was fun, and as you know, not even hinted at, blatantly said. Next week we're doing more of this with TNG's best villains. So make sure to keep tuned here to listen to that. You can also check it all out on our Tumblr. Again, that's sshpodcast.com. Or just click this link. It's right here. Clickety-click. We're also doing more stuff next week because we still have more Voyager to get through. Now that it's the year 2000, don't you know? Next week, some big hitters next week. We have Blink of an Eye and Virtuoso. So get prepared for that. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also watch all those episodes. I got nothing else. This is Ames. This is Caitlin. This is Jake. And this is always Chris. Delete. Oh, actually, hold on. There's something I, I forgot to bring up. Do it. Get when it we're in. We're talking for the about the, bar- the, the broccoli episode. <laughs> and here's the thing. So, the doctor at the end of the episode, Liss is like, "Oh, he's got an interesting medical history," and he says he's mm. got he had a holodeck addiction and transporter phobia which if i recall correctly it wasn't transporter phobia they were actual literal fucking monsters in the transporter it was not yeah, it was monsters he was afraid of not transporters yeah, it was in his record as transporter phobia though bones had transporter phobia of the things to mention about his his weird medical history he mentions those but he failed to mention the fucking de-evolution <laughs> virus that yeah. is named after him I mean, come on! At the time he turned into a spider? Um, They have made Genesis no longer uh, canon. Ah, okay, there you go. Even Starfleet is like, we're gonna pretend that didn't happen. Agreed. Good night! You can also check it all up. Check? Fuck my mouth. God damn it.